What it do? You're in the building and you're listening to Mud Talk with Coach T. Welcome back, Mud Talk family. Our topic of conversation today is going to be about growing up in poverty, how it has shaped our lives. I'm sure you'll find this conversation to be insightful and inspiring. So let's get right to it. I just fell on my tank and I'm ready to go. Told them, pat me the ball and I bet on my scope. I'm on a level that headed the grade and they told me slow down, but that's all that I know. I'm in the studio working at Delhi cause I was just down and I can't go back broke. Told them in time so I'm giving them hope. Leave it to God cause that's all that I know. You know I'm ready for war. Uh, you know I'm ready for war. You know I'm ready for war. Yeah, you know I'm ready for war. You know I'm- Today's episode is brought to you by Gingerbrand.com. Go to Gingerbrand for all your premium quality streetwear needs. Right now, I'm rocking my super dope, super comfy, all black Gingerbrand t-shirt. And it's really cool, man, because it actually has a Bible verse right on the front of it. It reads 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, which is right up my alley, man, if you know me. That's awesome, man. So shouts out to the owner of Gingerbrand for getting this out to me. It actually shipped really quickly. It arrived here at my house a lot a lot sooner than I thought it would get here. You know, you can find them on Instagram at gingerbrand underscore. That's at J-E-N-G-E-R brand underscore. If you're on Twitter, go give them a follow at C-O Ginger. Or just go to the website, man, at gingerbrand.com and check them out. He has a ton of different streetwear from jogging suits to hoodies to you know, sweatshirts and t-shirts, man. All the kind of stuff that I like to rock and I'm sure you guys like to rock, man. Shout out to Ginger Brand from the soil, a brand you can believe in, embracing uniqueness, gingerbrand.com. Man, let me first start by saying thank you. Thank you to everybody who has uh, gotten on Spotify and, and, and continues to follow the podcast. I know a lot of people listen to it on different platforms, whether you're on Apple, um, I think the, the stats has shown that most of my listeners are on Apple, but we do have a good amount on Spotify as well. And the way that, you know, my platform where I record my podcast has changed things up dramatically is that if you do listen to this on Spotify, I need you to hit that follow button and go ahead and rate it on, on, on Spotify. Secondly, if you listen to it on Apple, rate and review the podcast. Very simple. Uh, I'm not asking for a dollar of your money, a penny of your money. Uh, just rate and review the podcast. That's all I ask because I, it, this has never been about money for me. This has been about using my gift, which is my voice, my story, my message, and just being a blessing to other people. And that's that's what it will always be about. It will ne- it will never be about a dollar for me. You know, um, I always tell my kids who both of their basketball seasons has come to an end. I, I you know I think I talked about it last week where they were going into their playoff game. Uh, both of them my daughter lost in the first round with her team the boys had the luxury of making it to the sweet 16 in the state playoffs and they ended up losing to a conference opponent that they blew out during the regular season so it was a uneventful end to a historic um, basketball season for the boys but you know like I was telling them you know in the end of the day when it comes to one of your gifts and if you consider basketball to be your gift um Nobody should have to pay you to get up. Like nobody should have to motivate you to get up. You need to get up. There's nothing wrong with listening to motivation. There's nothing wrong with getting inspired, but it's all about what you do once you receive said motivation or inspiration. And if it's coming from the right source, then, you know, it'll activate and you'll go after it like like you've never went after it in your life. And so, like I was telling my kids, you know, when I do this podcast, man, I, it's not about money for me. It's not about um, affirmation. It's not about somebody, you know, 
patting me on my back or or, or, or liking my post or any of th- or anything like that. Because there's people all around the world listening to this podcast, and I know that when they press play and they listen to these episodes, at some point during the episode, they're going to get inspired, motivated, maybe even entertained. You know, I'm not the funniest guy, but I'm going to give you everything I have. And and I take pride in doing that. I take pride in not trying to um, be trendy. Uh, it's easy to follow the trends and try to just, you know, capture lightning in the bottle, so to speak. And I'm, I'm just not about that. I'm about being myself, being who God has called me to be. And there's going to be a certain group of people that won't find this entertaining at all. But the ones that do find this valuable will be blessed. And 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 that's all I can ever hope for. That's all I can ever pray for when it comes to this podcast. So today, man, I really wanted to talk about, you know, just really growing up in poverty and just how, you know, growing up in poverty can be an advantage. And a lot of people will listen to this and they will say, well, that doesn't really make sense. Like, how can you say growing up without will make you better in life? Well, the truth be told is, you know, I can tell you a story from both. I can give you, how can I, how can I say this? I can tell you about both sides and it's, and it's similar to how I grew up. You know, I grew up in the hood, I grew up in the projects, um, you know, you name it. I've seen it. Uh, two uncles murdered in, in, in the neighborhood where my grandmother lives. Um, you know, my mom, substance, substance abuse addict, you know, for years, praise God, she's recovered tremendously and she's not who she used to be. Let's be clear. She's a homeowner, hard worker, um, a great grandmother to her grandchildren. And most importantly, she still has her kids back no matter what we're going through. She's always going to tell us we lo- she loves us and um, she's proud of us. And uh, it's just been a the ultimate comeback from somebody who faced so many challenges growing up. And my mom grew up without her parents. You know, both of her parents were dead before she was, you know, I want to say like midways through elementary school. She didn't have parents. And um, she turned around and, and and gave birth to six children in which she would, you know, for the most part, be the only parent involved in their lives as it pertains to the everyday ins and outs. Right. You know, shout out to my grandmother, who uh, was a phenomenal, phenomenal support um, to me and still is to this day. She is a um, she's a rock. Let's just say that, man. She she doesn't move. Um, she's always been you know in my corner no matter what i've done you know the good good bad or indifferent shout out to my auntie my aunt dawn who is who who, who is basically like my mother um someone who loves me and prays for me and it ain't ain't, i'm gonna tell you like this man ain't nothing better than a a praying black woman for real like i'm just being real with you the reason i say that because i wasn't raised by a white woman you get what i'm saying so i'm not saying that a praying white woman ain't no different you know what i'm saying but ain't nothing like a praying black woman and all of those prayers, man, I'm just, I'm just talking about like, you know, when you got people going to God about you, the way they would go to God about their own children, the way they would go to God about their own husband, the way they would go to God about their own finances, like that's bagging and pleading with God. And I believe that that's what my grandmother did. I believe that's what my father did. I believe that's what my auntie did and still does to this day. And Prayer is real and God answer prayers. You know what I'm saying? And, and the truth is that without those prayers, I probably would be in prison or dead. And so, um, 
you know, to get back to the topic, you know, I just want to shout out the women in my life who have been phenomenal. And now I have a wife who is, uh, you know, an extension of that, who in her own right has her own struggle, who came from uh, a mom who was a substance abuse addict, who came from not having her dad in her life, who came from being put in the foster care system and being a uh, ending up a, a teenage parent, not once, but twice. And and then like just growing up and having to really just face the world, you know, where a world where they say if you do all of that, that you can't be successful. Now I'm watching her um, not only with multiple college degrees, blow it out the water in corporate America. Secondly, you know, she started multiple businesses and she's just, you know, killing the game right now. And the reason I want to mention her and highlight her and I continue to highlight her is because it just reminded me of, of something that uh, is true. And that's how growing up in poverty has just not only shaped our experiences in life and our, our paths in lives, but 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 it it has also made us hungrier. You know, truth is growing up in poverty can be a difficult experience, you know, but it also can be a motivating factor and want more out of life. You know, I, growing up in poverty, I only thought about wanting to play basketball because I didn't have the knowledge or the influence around me that would tell me to take this voice that I have and go pursue speaking or to, um, you know, take the the passion that I have for wanting to be an architect, right? Yeah. Coach T wanted to be an architect in elementary school. I thought it was cool, man. You know, I thought it was something that I could be, but I didn't not, I didn't have the people around me necessarily to, to push me in that direction. Or maybe the people around me didn't really know that I wanted to be an architect, but um, you know, growing up without, it really made me think about ways to get out of it. Ways that when I got older, that if I implemented these things right now, if I started this plan right now, I would eventually be able to uh, live a life that was far from poverty. As a matter of fact, it would be closer to wealthy than anything. And the only reason I really truly thought about that is because I remember, you know, growing up and this was man in the early nineties, you know, Again, we will jump into a time machine very quickly as I give you a story like, you know, the early 90s. It was just like I said, my mom had six kids, but my my baby, my I would say my very first brother who was born. Shout out to low man. Uh, love you to death. Uh, you know, he was born in, in 1990. And so prior to him being born, it was just me and my sister. My oldest sister lived in New Jersey, so she never lived in the home with us. My mom was struggling with substance abuse um, and just different things. And uh you know, it would just be me and my sister, Lena. Shout out to Lena. Love you to death. Um, and then out of nowhere, you know, we had this baby brother. We were, we were living in the projects in Earl Village at the time. And uh, here comes this baby boy, you know, and all of a sudden it, it was it was something that gave me pure joy. You know, having a little brother, you know, in a home that wasn't necessarily uh, the best. Let's just say that. I remember um my mom, you know, and, and, and listen, my mom knows uh, I'm transparent. Um, you tell the story like it is. And, uh, again, my mom's not this person anymore, but we, and we all are fighting things. Let's be clear. So don't take this out of context. I just want to be real. You know, it, it was times when my mom was, you know, she was strung out. So she would be gone. You know, it was one time in particular where she was gone for multiple days. We were, we were living, um, if you know, Charlotte, we're living, we were living off Betis Ford. Um, at the time, this was after my brother was born. We left Earl Village, long story short. We was living off Dundee, 
off Betis Ford in the duplex. And I remember my mom got missing. Like, you know, as a kid, I didn't know that she was on drugs. You know what I'm saying? At the time, like I, I eventually found out early, you know, as I got older. Um, but at that time when she got missing for days, I had no idea um, what was going on and where, we, where she was at and why she was gone and this, that, and the third. All I knew was just me, my sister, and, and my baby brother, who at the time was probably about, I want to say like maybe almost two years old. I just remember him being real long. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He was still in diapers, but, um, it was just us and we was in the house. There, there was no power. Um, there was no water. Uh, and my mom was gone. So, so I had no idea what was going on and I just never forget, um, some kind of way getting in contact with my grandmother. I don't know how she found out. Um, but she eventually picked us up and, uh, you see the her and my dad and they brought us over right down the street to Greenville, which is a hop, skip and a jump from Dundee, um, off Oakline where she still lives today and she took us there man we would get baths and uh you know we got some food and you know eventually you know just for a moment we got to experience what life would feel like you know if life was normal if there was food in the fridge and the lights was on uh consistently and there was uh you know water to drink and you know just 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 the resources that you uh, nowadays in 2023 take for granted so much i remember uh vividly how it felt to um, come over there dirty um, and and hungry and not knowing where my mom was and, you know, different things like that. And I just remember those times and how they stuck with me the rest of my life. Now, again, my mom, you know, by the grace of God and, you know, with his mercy and his grace, like he's covered my mom so many ways. You know, this is why I say it's never over for you before I get off topic. It's never over for you because no matter what, your life is in God's hands and God has the last say. He has the last say. Like no man has the last say. No judge has the last say. Like God has the final say so. And because of that, my mom is, again, now a homeowner, a, a woman who is in control of her life, who shows up and cheers on her grandkids like the same way she would cheer us on growing up um, with that same love and that same passion. And. You know, she still, you know, uh, brags about her weight and how a lot of people don't don't uh, would never believe she had six kids growing up because of her shape and things like that. And so, you know, just just a beautiful person inside and out. And, you know, at that time, the time I'm speaking about, you know, she wasn't that because, you know, something had a grip on some something had a hold on a stranglehold on her. And, and we've all been through that. We've all been through times in our lives where things have had a hold on us. But. As I get back on topic, you know, growing up in poverty, I remember that that specific situation um, just resonate with resonating with me the rest of my life because, you know, I told myself, I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have kids. I don't know if I'll ever be married or I'll ever, you know, I, I didn't think about any of that. All I thought about is when I grow up, I don't want to live like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to experience life like this. I want to experience life in abundance. And that's all I really cared about. And. You know, that's one thing about growing up in poverty. When you go when you grow up without the only way to go is up. You know, unfortunately, a lot of us and, and you know, our, you know, African-Americans and, and people like myself who grew up in the projects and grew up with similar situations. Maybe your parents went to prison or your dad wasn't in your life or your mom was on drugs or whatever, whatever. Uh, you you either get in the streets. Right. And you try to get it out the mud that way or. You try to go to school and try to find find a way or you're in church. You know, what I mean, I feel like those were the three options for me. I got a little bit of all three. 
you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't a bad student, but I was a, I was a, I was a really good student when I went focused. Um, I remember my grandmother, my aunties, you know, shout out to my aunt Angie, my uncle Eric, you know, when I, when I had the opportunity to go over there, when I was at my grandma's house, we always went to church. We always went to church. And the biggest thing they could have ever done for me at that age was to keep me in church because it kept me around the spirit. Like I remember feeling something in church as a young kid that, you know, brought tears to my eyes and I didn't know what it was. It was just something moving in me. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, little did I know it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I truly believe that God has just had his hand on my life my whole life. Because when I say I've experienced a little bit of all three, like I said, when you grow up in poverty, when you grow up without, when you grow up with, you know, a daddy in prison or a mom on drugs or, you know, not having money, there's three ways out. There's sports, right? <laughs> Eventually it became music or, you know, you go to school. So for me, I was a good student. Eventually dropped out of school because I was in the streets. I thought that I needed money now. So I would begin to do illegal things to get money and just all type of things. Right. And so, you know, I experienced that. And then I also experienced uh, what it felt like to to get back in church and, you know, just rededicate my life to Christ. And the best part of experiencing all three is that I can come on this microphone and I can talk about all three because there's somebody somewhere in that same position and they're wanting to lean towards the streets. They're wanting to. Uh, go to school. Maybe you're already in school and you're a great student, but you're thinking about, man, I need money. School ain't paying me right now. I'm here to tell you that um, stay focused. You know what I'm saying? Because I truly believe that if you stay focused and get through it, you'll it, it'll be so much worth. You'll get to the other side and you'll be like, man, I'm just glad that I kept going. I'm glad I didn't give up. But here's the thing, man, back to the topic about growing up in poverty, man. Like I said, it can be a reminder of how far you have come and how how much further you want to go. You know, at that time in the early 90s, when my mom got missing for those few days and we had to go to my grandma's house, um, not only do I think about it today in 2023, when I hear these kids talking about how they live in a struggle and, you know, you're struggling, but your parents are in your home and your parents have a job and you got a PlayStation and you got an iPhone and an iPad and a MacBook. And you know what I'm saying? There's multiple cars and food in the fridge and cable TV. I don't understand how that's a struggle. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand it, you know, but maybe there's more to it. But I don't understand it from the outside looking in. I just think it's popular for the kids to want to talk about they've been from the struggle or they or they're living in the struggle. Right. You know, it, it's it's cool to talk to a female and let her know oh, I come from nothing. Like, you know, everything I got, I had to get myself. You know, it's just it's cute. But the reality is, it's not true. You know, you're not really struggling. You really have so many resources at your disposal that if you were to even think for one second about taking advantage of them, you will find a way to blow up. It's 2023, man. It's 2023. But anyway, man, I think about those early, you know, those early years where, you know, I was old enough to kind of realize what was going on. And it, it, it just literally pushed me to want more, whether that was I couldn't wait to get my first job. You know, what I'm saying I remember going outside as a kid and like literally going to this field. And at the time we were still living on Dundee. And I remember this vividly. I would go outside early in the morning around the time that people would go to work, or at least I thought people were going to work. I don't know. It might've been eight or nine in the morning. It was nothing to do in my house. We didn't have cable. We didn't have food half the time. So I would just go outside. And I remember going to this field and literally in this field, like just, you know, acting like I was working, you know what I'm saying? Like literally acting like I was working. It was hot. It was sweaty. I would come back home. And, and like, as a kid, I was already envisioning like uh, going out and putting in the work. 
And the only reason I did that was because in my house, I didn't see anybody doing it, but I knew that if I was to put in the work, I would get rewards. You get what I'm saying? And so, you know, I told myself as a kid, I was like, man, I'm going out here and, and, and have fun in this field and act like I'm working and come home like I had a full day's, day of work. And it, was, it sounds kind of silly, but now when I look at myself and like the path that God has taken me on, just how I've been able to take advantage of certain situations by just doing exactly what I did as a little kid who was in a home with no power, no water, mom strung out, like going out there and just putting in the work. I was able to, as my wife calls me right now, you know what I'm saying? I was able to um, take advantage of, of just being a hard worker. And that's like some of the most simple advice I can give to somebody put in the work. I put in the work at one of my very first jobs, got to raise my first week, eventually moved up to a manager. And this was no high school diploma, no experience, nothing. They just trusted my work ethic. They valued my work ethic. So they blessed me with more money. That money in turn allowed me to, as a young parent, uh, provide a place to stay for me and my and my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, my two children, uh, a place to stay, buy a car. Um, we were able to to live life. And so I knew as a young kid that working hard would result in actually moving up the ladder. And so I understood that as a kid and growing up in poverty, you had no choice but to think about how life is on the other side. And when you grow up without, it's going to push you to not only think about it, but to act on it. You know, this episode today, just talking about poverty, you know, I know a lot of people, it may strike a chord for some people. It may be triggering. And, you know, I do apologize, but I, I do want to be transparent, not just about uh, poverty in general, but how it relates to my life, because I'm giving you guys real stories about how things were for me growing up. Now, the fact that you want to strive for a better job or a better education is not just because um, of the Internet. You know what I'm saying? When you grow up in poverty, because we ain't had the Internet. It was because we needed a way out. We needed a way to have a better life and a better life for us was going to be either through education. Like I say, the block playing sports, it was going to be through one of those options. Uh, we didn't know that there were so many other gifts that God had placed inside of us. And if we were to tap into them, that we will have the opportunity to just be something uh, phenomenal. Right. And so. When I look at my life today, uh, after growing up in poverty, I always tell people I've already made it, you know. After being a, a, a recovering people pleaser and recovering from that, recovering from my own addictions in different areas of my life, uh, recovering from mistakes that I've made and, uh, you know, blowing money. You know, I talk about and this is a whole nother episode in itself. But uh, I, I told a story about how I blew 50 grand a couple of years ago in like a couple months. You know what I'm saying? Like I blew like 50 grand in like two, three months. And it, it wasn't anything that uh, I'm proud of now. But it does speak to my phone is just going off like crazy right now. Um, I need to cut it on silent. Let me do that. It's normally on silent when I record. But this is the beauty of recording. You're being being a one man show and recording your own stuff. Uh, you're going to make mistakes. But hey, man, y'all see that's just, it's my phone. man. You got an iPhone. You know the noise. But hey, here's the thing, man. I know for a fact that if I didn't grow up in poverty, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be who I am today. And, I, and like I say, I talked about making it, you know, that I've already made it. Like I, I see people, um, you know, living in beautiful homes. You know, I'm in a beautiful home myself and this ain't the first home I purchased. You know, 
Um, I see people driving beautiful cars. You know, I see people wearing beautiful clothes and just enjoying their best life and traveling. But the truth be told is I always thought that you had to work a certain job. You had to um, have a certain you know degree or, you know, it had to be around a certain crowd of people to obtain that 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 level of uh, peace or success in your life. Like for me, I know I've already made it because my children aren't growing up the way I grew up. My children have never come in the home with the lights being out. My children have never come in the house with the water being off. My children have never went without cable TV and cable ain't a necessity. My children have never went without food or clean clothing. They've never went without having the opportunity to knock on the door and ask mom and dad for money. As a matter of fact, they, they take advantage of it. Let's just say this. My daughter is 16 and my son is 17 and they do not hesitate to say, hey, dad, mom, can you sell me this amount of money? And it's multiple times per week. You know, when you grow up in poverty and you truly come from the struggle, you're constantly thinking about how far God has brought you. You know, God has brought me from, you know, living in a house, finding crack pipes and mama being gone and not having nothing and getting in the streets, being arrested, you know, dropping out of school, being a, you know, a person that didn't respect women for a long time because I didn't understand what it meant to take care of a woman, uh, you know, being immature, being all types of stuff to being who I am today only because I grew up in poverty and I had to constantly want more out of life. Now, my prayer today to God on a regular basis is God help my children use their gifts. I pray every day that their gifts aren't idle, that whatever gifts that God has placed inside of them, that they use them because what is their motivation? You get what I'm saying? Like when you don't grow up in a struggle, what is your motivation? What is your motivation to be better? Because in my daughter's mind, she can't wait for my son to graduate because she's like, yo, I got y'all to myself and we really finna blow a bag. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of makes me nervous in a way because I'm trying to figure out where does her hunger come from? Where does her motivation come from to go achieve her dreams and, and chase after wanting a better life than we provided for her? You get what I'm saying? So it can be kind of nerve wracking at times, but it's truly a blessing to realize that after growing up in poverty, I am not. Uh, not only um, am I not the person that I should have been, but I am so far from what anybody thought I would have been, regardless if you like the job I work or if the job I work means anything to you. You know what I'm saying? Most people would say that where I work is uh, a fa- I'm a failure because of where I work or the type of work that I do, because I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm, I'm a failure or you don't see me here. You don't see me there. The reality is the real work is, is going on behind the scenes. I get on this podcast and if you listen to it, you are um, blessed to hear some real, real stuff. You you will know more about me than a lot of probably my family members know about me. You get what I'm saying? And so um, all I ask is that you guys, you know, share this message, share this podcast. Um, it's going to be a time where I bring bring on a guest, maybe bring my sister on again, who uh, hasn't been on the pod in a few episodes. We had a really, really fire episode some years ago. Um well, we just talked about some things. We talked about a relationship that we, you know, that we have today that is strong and it's full of love. But I, we also talked about how a time uh, where based on the decision I made, that relationship was just I turned that relationship into trash because I didn't want to be accountable for my own actions. But um, I, I'm going to bring my sister on here. And I think this is a perfect topic for us to discuss together and to go more in depth about and just kind of peel back the layers a little bit. But as always, guys, you know, you can reach out to me at the Mud Talk Radio Show on Instagram or the Mud Talk Podcast on Twitter. And at any point in time, shoot me an email at mudtalkradio at gmail.com. 
But you know the saying, man. Love is free. Hate costs. You've been listening to Mud Talk with your boy, Coach T. I'm out. I just fell on my tank and I'm ready to go. Show them pat me the ball and I bet on my scope. I'm on a level that headed the grade they told me slow down, but that's all that I know. I'm in the studio working in Delhi cause I was just down and I can't go back broke. Told them in time so I'm giving them hope. Leave it to God cause that's all that I know. You know I'm ready for war. Uh, you know I'm ready for war. You know I'm ready for war. Yeah, you know I'm ready for war. You know.